Yo, this is the ancient Texan taking a hike on a Wednesday morning. It's kind of drizzly, trail's muddy. I'm in Fair Hills Red Trail. Past two or three people here. This is like my third attempt trying to get this podcast going. I want to do a podcast on our relationship to the truth. Now, I'm a scientist, engineer guy. I do R&D. And the scientific method is, to me, the truth. Or, more correctly, the scientific method is the way that I look for the truth. I think I know how something works, and I say this is the way we ought to build it and design it and get a lot of other, get a team involved and we talk about how something's going to work. Since I'm an old dude, I I kind of weigh in and people listen more often. Actually, I've learned to ask a lot of questions and not actually assume I know everything, which is the first condition to be able to find the truth. You have to recognize that you don't know everything. Some of the information that you hold may not be true, that you hold in your head as true. And you may not have, you may have some bad things that you hold that are like bad data points and you've held those as being true so the the first thing is you have to recognize that you actually don't have the truth you have what you believe to be true in your head and that goes like you know when they have an eyewitness and they say Mr. X shot Mr. Y and I saw what happened and therefore the guy goes to prison for 20 years and it turns out the guy was, you know, 20 years later he's released because he was across town and they checked his DNA that was still somehow miraculously saved from the crime days and lo and behold this eyewitness uh, was actually completely wrong. So, part of it is understanding how our brain works. Our brain is designed to, you know, protect us and to look in our surroundings and figure out what it can ignore and then decide what's important to pay attention to. And it's very biased at looking at what what we've told our brain to look for. For instance, there's that famous psychological experiment where people are playing basketball on a stage and you're supposed to count how many times the white team throws the ball to each other. And then meanwhile, a gorilla walks through the middle of the scene, right down the middle of the stage. 
and you count how many times the ball changes and you completely miss the gorilla. You can find that on a YouTube. Uh, and they've done other things, experiments at the same line, that the brain sees what you've set it up to see. It helps you find what you want to find. And the same thing when you're constructing a story about anything, poverty, race relationships, Black Lives Matter, you can find some data to, to support your point of view. That is what the brain does. It does these magic correlations. That's the same phenomenon when people say, wow, what a coincidence. Well, it's not a coincidence in the way that they're thinking that it's, you know, like some preordained thing. The brain just looks for connections, correlations, and it finds them. That's its job. So when we say we want the truth, what we're generally saying is we believe something and we're looking for facts to support that truth. Now, if you kind of hold that in your mind, then you can look at Fox and MSNBC. And they obviously have two opposite stories going on. And whichever camp you're in, you kind of bought into the story they have going on about the U.S., about the presidency. And when you flip to the other channel, whichever one it might be, in my case, if, when I flip to Fox, uh, I find it very painful. Because they're saying things that don't fit my narrative. They're finding facts that contradict my way of looking at the world. Actually, most cases they're not finding facts. They're finding, observing a fact, adding their opinion about that fact and wrapping it in a story and then presenting it to me. Rachel Maddow is probably, is probably the best person um, are one of the best persons I've ever seen doing that. She has a story in her head and she gradually unfolds, quote, facts, unquote, and shows you that her story is the truth. Now, when she does that, she very seldom brings in, oh, I have, quote marks, facts, quote marks, here that contradict that story. Instead, if she does bring something in that the other side is using to support another narrative, 
she has a way of explaining it of how she modifies her story slightly and how it all fits together uh, in this new even more insidious narrative um, to show you what the truth is. Well, all of this is not the truth that we're calling, you know, the gospel according to Rachel Maddow. I don't, I'd like her. I think she's amazingly smart and stuff. But I also realize that I'm, I'm being played. And I'm picking on my own side here. Uh, I could pick on the Fox side too. Uh, but that packaging that we're now calling the news uh, is not anywhere close to being the truth. It's a story interjected with select facts interjected into a storyline. Oh. And we build up the basic storyline, you know, the, if you're on one side, the liberals are destroying the country, or the conservatives and Trump's destroying the country. And I think we're doing, both, both sides now are doing some pretty bad things in the name of truth and saving us. And it doesn't mean there isn't some really bad stuff going on. But most of the evidence that's used to build the narratives um, is suspect. Uh, I'm crossing a stream here. Uh, so what what's our responsibility in this search for the truth well step 1 is is trying to understand how your own brain works and understand what's going on inside of you You are, you've got a narrative that's been formed probably by listening to too much media and are listening to too much Facebook surrounded by people that think exactly like you to actually have a chance to know what the truth is. And I suspect, you know, you're switching podcasts right now vowing never to come back but that's okay but we're living in a culture that feeds us quote the truth uh, wrapped in a storyline that makes it very difficult for any human to know 
how to build a story that has more truth in it. I do R&D all the time and it's so easy to see a data point on a graph that's outside of you know what you think's going on and to look at it and say well that's obviously bad data and just 1.0 miles in 33 minutes 34 seconds dot average pace 33 minutes 18 seconds per mile you know to look at it and say that's bad data and then throw it away without trying to get it grips at you know why that data exists in the first place and when you do an experiment everything goes as planned and say in my case I'm trying to make magnesium and we make magnesium and make about as much of it as we thought we did and everything runs perfect the investors are really happy but as an experimentalist we learn nothing it worked as expected that's good engineering life's good money comes in but from the point of view of a scientist we have just shown that we understand the system we can design the equipment and controls to execute our understanding of the reactions and what what's happening uh, luckily or unluckily from the investors that almost never happens at least in my world things you know our rocket ship instead of first stage landing back on a boat where it's supposed to it lands out in the ocean and sinks and we have to go find a line of code that was screwed up in the, one of the control programs but we don't seem to have this corrective mechanism in the world that we live in we just keep feeding ourselves on storylines that get more and more extreme and more and more filtered uh, to only contain things that supports our group's narrative. So, what the hell are we supposed to do about it? I first I start with myself and I I haven't been doing this very well but I think it's important to go over to the dark side every once in a while and listen to news on Fox I think it's important to recognize that Rachel Maddow was weaving a storyline and I think it's important to, to read things like The Economist, uh, The New Yorker, Washington Post, some reputable journals, journalists, and read the news from, or listen to the news from, people that have a reputation of being good journalists. 
Now, I'm, I'm not sure pure journalists exist anymore in our culture because even the New Yorker uh, it, it has a bias and they don't separate it out as, you know, here's what happened and here's our opinion about it. It's all mixed up. This is what happened and the opinion and the bias is rolled right into the statement of what was supposed to be a factual event. So it's very hard to know what the truth is for a starter. And that's got to be the, the first line of defense if we're going to save this country is you do not have a monopoly on understanding what the truth is to you selectively gathered facts to support your story of the truth and third the people on the other side if fed your diet would probably believe more like you do and if you were fed their diet you would believe more like them now the news and the media is sharp enough that it it ties into our pre-existing biases and kind of our makeup. Um, like Republicans are usually more security oriented. Liberals are more uh, adventurous, exploring the boundaries. Conservatives are more like the people that you want to run your plant and be the ones that uh, come up with a creative idea but they can't run their business successfully because they're going all over the place anyway I'm not a there's a lot of people that understand the psychology of liberals and conservatives better than me And I'm a liberal person, probably doing the kind of work that conservatives would do better. I'm actually trying to build things that work. But I've got my boss that I hired. Yeah, I hired my boss. Uh, that's very good at executing. And I leave him alone because he's good at executing and building stuff. So, I don't quite know how to wrap this up. But I think as a country, we have to start really thinking about what the truth is and how we're going to find it. And how we're going to tolerate, which is a whole nother talk, those that see the truth differently than we do. But from now on, when you start 
to pass something on, share something, ask yourself if what you're sharing, not if it makes you feel warm and fuzzy and, you know, if you agree with it, ask, hey, does it increase our understanding of what's going on or if it's an opinion does it clearly marked as an opinion if it's an editorial is it written like it's an editorial so ask yourself if if you're contributing to enlightening the world or just increasing bias. Then ask yourselves, what's the tone? And does it cast dispersion or bad feelings about the other side? Uh, That kind of generalizes, you know, those liberals or those conservatives. Yeah, this is how they are. Uh, that that kind of prejudice is actually dishonest, just like racial prejudice. It's taking a trait that you see in an individual and extrapolating it out to the to the group. Um, that's not okay. It's dishonest. It's not moving us toward the truth. So I think in all your sharing, you need to be addressing the issue of truth. And are you moving the world toward truth and peace and harmony? Are you moving the world you know, against division and hate and or toward division and hate. Because that's that's the little two cents worth that you can do is being careful about what you're sharing and understanding that you're part of the big machine that moves us apart or moves us together. And then I think you have to continually be aware of the stories you have going in your head and recognize that stories are built. You build the narrative that's in your head. And there are many, many other narratives that explain the same set of, quote, facts. And to recognize that, quote, facts that you have have been carefully selected to alter your perception of the truth. And last, 
I think we just need huge damn dose of humility. Most subjects are nuanced and difficult and thousands of things go on every day all over the world, all over your city. Crap, a thousand things go on in your own house every day. And we select those facts, events, to build our stories. And we have huge companies with a lot of people wanting you to think the way they think or the way that makes them money. So we have to get a strong dose of humility and just learn to say, I don't know. This is the ancient Texan. Have a good day. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred and our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.